0: Hey, good morning. And I wanted to preach last week because I would have only had to give one message. Um, but it's pretty obvious John trusts me more to preach than Jesse because I got all three services. <laughs> I'm joking mostly. But in all seriousness, uh, if you didn't get a chance to hear Jesse's sermon uh, from last week about growth and the importance of community and curiosity and clarity, I would really recommend that you go back and watch it. It was, without a doubt, uh, the best sermon preached here at OCC in 2023. (laughs) Until today. So, uh, No, uh, today we are starting a new series called Verified. Uh, And this series is going to be a lot of fun, but I want to give you uh, just a little bit of, of... Uh, background of what this series is about and why it's called verified and what that means right so the term verified uh, specifically with this little blue uh, check mark uh, is from the the vast land of social media right especially from Instagram and Twitter right the the little blue check mark uh, means that the person that owns the account is the actual authentic person. That person is is verified. And this is really important uh, when it comes to wanting to follow celebrities or different entities such as, as Sports Center or HGTV or National Geographic, whatever it may be, so that you know that you're following the right account. You see there's a lot of of fake accounts out there, and if you're not careful, you could be following the wrong one, and then they could be posting uh, different material that is contradictory to their brands and beliefs that could be pretty damaging. Uh, so, the little blue check mark exists uh, so that you can be sure yes, this is actually the account that I'm intending uh, to follow. So, it's a little mark, but in today's uh, age uh, of social media and technology, it actually carries a pretty um, heavy importance. So, what does that have to do with Jesus? That's a good question. Uh, we are using this uh, series to see uh, if, if Jesus is who he said he was, right? Especially in uh, the Bible, there's a lot of small g-gods that a lot of people followed, but Jesus stood out from the rest, and he verified himself uh, while he was here. And through that verification process, that holds some awesome uh, but heavy implications for us. Jesus' verification proves that he is who he says he is, and that he is worthy of being followed. So today, uh, and throughout this series, uh, we're going to be using Luke chapter 4, uh, verse 18 as our main uh, text. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Luke 4.18. If you don't have a Bible, there should be one under uh, one of the chairs in front of you. Uh, That is our free gift to you. Uh, We would love for you to be able to take God's Word home with you. Um, Also, if if you would prefer, you can download the UVersion app on your phone and have God's Word with you everywhere you go, which is really cool. But before we get into uh, this section of Scripture, I want to give a little bit of the context behind it. All right? So every uh, piece of Scripture uh, has a context. Right. It has an author, it has um, an audience that it's written to, it has somebody that, that's speaking it, it has a, a place that it was written at. So today, um, in this section of Scripture, Jesus is the one who's going to be talking. And he is back in his hometown of Nazareth, All right, We know Jesus is from Nazareth because if you remember the Christmas story, Mary and Joseph had to leave Nazareth and they had to go to Bethlehem to be a part of a census. So Jesus, uh, for, for in Luke 4, is back in his hometown, All right, So for me, uh, that would be like if I was going back to Georgetown. That's my hometown. That's where I, I grew up. All right. So Jesus is back where he grew up and he is in the synagogue or a place of worship. And the synagogue is packed. All right. There's tons of teachers around. There's uh, different people listening. And Jesus is about to read a section of scripture. So what we're reading is, is Luke four eighteen, But when Jesus was reading, it obviously wasn't Luke, because that didn't exist yet, but it was from Isaiah chapter 61, right? You heard it during the service. It's a beautiful uh, passage, but the book of Isaiah is really cool because it is filled with prophecies, all right, and it's filled with prophecies of the coming Messiah. So it, it, it's filled with uh, things that the coming Messiah is going to do, or uh, who he is, what it, it's going to look like when he's here on earth. And these these scriptures, these prophecies, would have been really familiar uh, to the the teachers in the synagogue, right? So uh, that that's kind of the setting. So Jesus is getting up, and he's reading. This and it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who were oppressed. All right, so Jesus read this section of Scripture and then he converses with those in the synagogue, and ultimately he says, this scripture which I've read, which you are familiar with, that's about me. All right, so just try to picture that. Try picturing going to your hometown around 30 years old, and basically saying, all right, you've all read the scripture. This guy that we all have been hoping would come, that that's me. That, I'm the guy. How do you think that would go over? Really well? Probably not. And in fact, it, it didn't even go over well for for Jesus because they they rushed him out of the synagogue. They pushed him out through the city gates and they wanted to throw him off of the cliff, all right? You thought losing baby Jesus in the synagogue was bad, tried throwing him off of a cliff, right? So, but Jesus managed uh, to just walk away, which is so cool. Uh, But this series, we are going to be seeing different ways that Christ was verified. So for this sermon, the first way that Christ is verified is through words. right. I love this. Christ is verified both through the words that he said, but also through the words that were written and said about him. So first off, Christ is able to be verified because first and foremost, he said that he is who he was. All right, so Jesus said 65 times that he was the son of God and 54 times that God was his father. All right, so if I were to, to say that, I, I would say I am the son of Kevin and Kevin is my father. I'm claiming my, my dad, all right, that, that's who I am. But Jesus is saying uh, God is my father and I am the son of God. So Jesus is claiming this is who I am. Right, that's the first way. But also, Jesus can be verified because of what was said about him. In the Old Testament, there are a lot of prophecies about who Jesus was, who the coming Messiah would be. And Jesus fulfilled over 300 of them. Now, to be clear, there are some prophecies that have yet to come to fruition because they're about the end times. But every prophecy that was about the coming Messiah, Jesus fulfilled which is astounding. I don't don't think we realize how astronomical that is. There's a a mathematician by the name of Peter Stone. If you love math, maybe you know him. But Peter, uh, he ran the numbers on how likely it would be for someone to fulfill just eight prophecies. All right, there's over 300 that Jesus fulfilled, but Peter wanted to know what's the what's the probability of somebody just fulfilling eight of them, and the number came out to a hundred quadrillion. All right, so you got hundred thousand million billion trillion quadrillion, and yes, I had to look up what came after trillion. But that's the odds of only eight prophecies being fulfilled. To illustrate this further, Stone said that if you could take ten to the seventeenth silver dollars and lay them on the face of Texas. They would cover the face of Texas two feet deep. Now mark one of those silver dollars and stir all of them thoroughly. Blindfold a man, drop him in the middle of Texas and tell him that he has to pick up one silver dollar and say it's the right one. That's the same odds someone had to fulfilling eight Prophecies, let alone over 300 of them. Christ is verified. And if that wasn't enough to prove that Christ is verified, God himself claimed Jesus at the moment of his baptism. Matthew three seventeen says, And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Checkmate. Jesus is verified. That's the ultimate verification mark right there. The God of everything, the creator of the entire universe, opening up the heavens and saying, yep, that's my boy. And I'm proud of him. Jesus is verified. He's verified through words, which leads us to my second point, which is Christ is verified through actions. Okay, I want to read our main text again. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. All right, I want to do something uh, a little different with this section of Scripture. I want to treat this Scripture kind of like an English paper. All right, any good English paper at the beginning uh, has what's called a thesis. All right? A thesis is a concise summary or main point or claim of the paper. And if you write a good paper, the rest of the paper is going to be proving your thesis. So I want to view uh, this verse uh, as a thesis and see if Christ's actions proved his claims about himself. All right, and I just got to say, as a, as a preacher, getting to talk about who Jesus is and who he was has it, got to be the best thing in the world. Uh, because once you understand who Jesus is as a person, I mean, that changes everything right? Uh, you're no longer focused on, on, on Christian moralism or just following a set of rules uh, from a book that's 2,000 years old that we don't really maybe understand completely. You are following them because of your relationship with Jesus. And that, that, that's a, a beautiful thing, and you can gain hope for the future instead of worrying about the present. You see, Jesus, he, he changes everything when you understand who he is. So let's discover who he is together. All right. So we're going to go through this verse pretty quickly. The first claim is that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. All right. This is this is an easy one. Right. We've already looked at the baptism of Christ where God confirms that Jesus was his son and that he is well pleased. But just one verse before in Matthew three sixteen, we see the spirit of God coming upon Jesus. And it says literally, and when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens opened to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. So point number one, check, we see the spirit of God upon Jesus. The second claim is that God had anointed him to proclaim news to the poor. So Jesus is saying that he was now sent here for a reason, and that reason is to preach the good news. So does he do that? That answers a resounding yes. In Luke four forty three, just a couple of verses down from our main text, it says, I must preach the good, this is Jesus talking, he said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. And then in verse 44, we literally see Jesus doing that, where it says, and he, Jesus, was preaching in the synagogues of Judea. So Jesus had the spirit of the Lord upon him. He came to preach the good news. Check, check. Well, let's jump in and and see what else it says. I'm going to lump the next two together. It says, he has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. And then I'm going to combine it with to set at liberty those who are oppressed. All right, there's a couple of different ways uh, that we could interpret this verse. Liberty uh, for those who are enslaved to their sins, uh, liberty for those who are oppressed by their illnesses, or even liberty for those who are trapped in their legalistic policies of faith. You see, Jesus came to free everyone who is captive to something. He died on the cross so that we could have life. He healed people with, with leprosy. He flipped religion on its head. He even flipped tables. He brought life and he brought that liberty and he brought hope with him. That's a resounding check mark. Christ has continued to verify himself. The next one. Give sight to the blind. That, that that's easy. Luke 18. Uh, 41 through 43, there is a blind beggar sitting outside of the city gate, and he was crying out to Jesus to heal him, and Jesus had such a cool interaction with him. Jesus came up to him and said, what do you want for me to do for you? And the man said, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said, recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately, He recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. Jesus has done everything that he said he would. Christ is verified not only through words, both what was written and what was said about himself, but also through his own actions. Jesus did what he said he would do. He is who He said He was. He was anointed. He brought freedom. He brought sight. He raised people from the dead. He fulfilled the law. He preached the good news better than anyone to ever do it. He brought hope. He changed the world. He conquered death so that He could have a relationship with you. Christ is verified and He is worthy of of being followed and since christ is verified that has some incredible responsibilities for us who claim to be followers of him so christ is verified and we are commissioned this is is so important we have the opportunity as well as the obligation to share the good news with others. You know, there's an old song that I I really like by Casting Crowns. It's called If We Are the Body. And there's one line in it that always makes me pause to stop and think. And it says, Jesus paid much too high a price for us to pick and choose who should come. We are the body of Christ you and me everyone who has accepted Jesus are a part of the body of Christ and we have been given a mission to share this good news and we see it all over scripture mark 16:15 says go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation Matthew 5:16, "In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father, who is in heaven." Second Corinthians 5:20, "Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal through us. In Matthew 28:19, the great commission, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God is telling us that this good news that we've heard, this good news that we've believed in, this good news that we've confessed in, it's not just for us. It's never been just for us. Even when the angels appeared to the shepherds at the birth of Christ, they said, glory to God, for we bring good news of great joy, which is for all people. God's hope. His, oh yes, music, God's hope, His love, is going to make us so much more impactful. God's hope, His love, His plan, His reconciliation, His forgiveness, His salvation, His lordship, His grace, His wonder, His good news is for all people. It's not just for you and me, it is for all. And we have been commissioned, we have been given the duty to go out and share that good news with people. We are God's plan for disseminating the gospel. There is no plan B, we are plan A. And the gospel doesn't stop in this room, it needs to go out. You see, Jesus is worthy of following He has been verified. God has sent his son so that we don't have to die for eternity, but that we could have life with him. Why isn't Jesus woven in every conversation? Why is there still 14,000 unreached people within a short driving distance of OCC? we are commissioned to share the good news and it's not just the minister's job it's not just the job of of the the all-star volunteers that have half of the new testament memorized no it, it is for all people if you have the faith of a mustard seed you can move mountains and you can make an impact for the kingdom of god you see god values obedience and he cares about the lost And we need to as well. Christ is verified. He is verified through words. He is verified through his actions. And we are commissioned to share who Jesus is and the hope that he offers and the life that he offers. We have been commissioned to share the good news. So let's do it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are worthy of being followed. God, help us to follow you more than we follow ourselves. God, you have given us the strength and the ability to go. Help us with the obedience to follow through. God, you are so good. You gave your son... To die so that we might have life and that we might have a relationship with you. That relationship is not just for us, it is for all people. God, help us to care about the lost and help us to make an impact in your kingdom that will be. That will last longer than any kingdom we could build. Father, thank you for your son. Thank you for our lives. Help us to live for you. In Jesus' name.